with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everyone, what's up? It's Jeremy Platt and I'm back in mid-season form with Between the Tackles. So let's get started. Today we're going to talk about the newest, most recent trades and how they affect the league. We're also talking about how the playoffs are turning out to look like, as well as which teams can make a late season push. And we're also talking about much, much more. But first, let's get started with some of the most recent news, beginning with Deshaun Watson. After an unbelievable seven-game stint with the Texans, the future franchise quarterback tore his ACL on a non-contact injury in practice. As of week eight, he was tied for the league's lead in passing touchdowns and the league's leading quarterback rushing yards. In some people's eyes, he was making a run for that big shiny MVP award and had most definitely surpassed rookie phenomenon Kareem Hunt in the offensive rookie of the year debate. As a rookie, he played hand-to-hand with Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. When you think about that, that's pretty remarkable. He also brought the best out of his receivers in Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. All these traits are what you want in a franchise quarterback, and to me, I think Deshaun Watson is the future of the NFL. As the season goes on, the Texans will be using a struggling Tom Savage at starting quarterback. I think the AFC South will be very interesting, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Believe it or not, Ezekiel Elliott has officially been suspended after an on-and-off suspension basis. He automatically misses four games and has his next appealing on December 1st. Zeke plans to leave the country in an undisclosed area and clear his head so he'll be ready for the rest of the season. Although this is rough news for Zeke, life in the NFL goes on, and I'm curious how the Cowboys do in his absence. I think with success, Dak can implement himself in the MVP race. For the first time in a while, I'm finally rooting for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are playing six incredibly difficult teams in Atlanta, Philly, the Chargers who have looked good of recently, the Redskins, and the Giants who Dak always seems to struggle against, and their final game is against the Raiders who I have a feeling will make a playoff push. I think at least four of these teams will make the playoffs, and I have a feeling the Cowboys are going to kind of wish Zeke had been suspended earlier in the season. I'm really rooting for Dak and I want him to succeed. I think it'll be very exciting to watch the rest of this NFL season. As we approach week 11, we look for some of the people on IR to return, such as Danny Woodhead and Josh Gordon. I'm so excited to watch these guys play and I would make a move to pick him up sooner than later in your fantasy leagues. I want to see the type of impact Josh Gordon can make on the league and would love to see him save Deshaun Kaiser's rookie season and have him show potential for next season. NFL Network analyst Nate Burleson said he's the the most talented player in the NFL and I really want to see what he can do. Right now the Browns are one of two winless teams and that other team just made a huge trade. The 49ers in my opinion are the biggest winners of the trade deadline. They got their franchise quarterback for a second round pick. I know a second round pick sounds like a lot but considering in the beginning of the season he he was potentially going for the first overall pick and now just two months later they got him for one of their two second round picks. I think the Niners can expect Garoppolo to start in week 12 against the Seahawks and show his value against the 49ers division rivals. If the 49ers can lock Jimmy Garoppolo up in the offseason, I think this is a huge win for the Niners. Another huge trade that occurred was Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills. The Bills just got one of the most talented receivers for only a third and seventh round pick. I love this move for the Bills because now Tyrod has a number one receiver that he can just throw the ball up to. I think this is vital for Tyrod's success and if the Bills use Benjamin right, 
they might have just gotten the biggest deal of the season. I think Benjamin has potential to be elite with guys like AJ Green and Antonio Brown because his size and his experience combined for a deadly receiver. Another player I think can be elite is his former teammate, Devin Funches, who I recommend you all trade for in your fantasy league. Big things are coming out of him. Devin Funches is just 23 years old and he's six foot four. If the Panthers can use him right and lock him up to a big deal, he can be the next AJ Green. Speaking of the Bills, I'm going to predict the all the teams that make the playoffs this year. Starting in the AFC, I think the teams that will win their division are the Pats, Steelers, and Chiefs. But where I think it gets interesting is in the AFC South. I really think it's just a two-team race, especially with Watson out, between Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Tennessee comes out on top with a late-season push by Marcus Mariota and DeMarco Murray. In the fifth seed, I have it going to the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is going to pull it out towards the end of the season and he's hard to stop when he's on fire. The most difficult seed for me to determine was in, in the AFC was the six. I think it's going to be either Buffalo or Jags. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Buffalo. I really like what Tyrod's doing and especially with the addition of Benjamin, I think they're going to be hard to stop. I think the NFC is going to end up amazing. Let's start with the first seed. I think it goes to the Eagles who are led by, in my opinion, the MVP with Carson Wentz. They have all assets, offense, defense, and special teams, and they've been just impossible to stop. With the second seed, I think it goes to the biggest surprise of the season with the Rams. Todd Gurley and Jared Goff have combined to be a great duo, and I think this is what they were looking at when they were drafting Jared Goff number one overall. After that, I think the Saints come in with the red-hot Drew Brees, who's having one of his most accurate seasons, and they've also put the defense together very well with Marshawn Lattimore and getting a running game with Alvin Kamara. The hardest division for me to pick was the NFC North. I think Matt Stafford shows that he's worth his money in the second half of the season and comes back on top of the NFC North, even if the Teddy Bridgewater starts for the Vikings. In the fifth seed, I see the Seahawks. Right now, they're red hot and have been difficult to beat. Russell Wilson is looking better than ever, and Jimmy Graham is showing what he showed with the Saints a while back. Finally, in the sixth seed, I see the team that just beat the Seahawks with Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. Kirk Cousins proved to me that game that he can take his team down the field and win the game, and he is a franchise quarterback. A team that just misses the playoffs, I think, are the Panthers. I think they look really good right now, but without Kelvin Benjamin, I think it's going to be hard for them to get things going. Going back to the first seed in the NFC, I think the Eagles look unstoppable and is easily the most well-rounded team. They haven't been hit with too big of an injury bug, and Carson Wentz isn't even in his prime yet. I think it's time to hop on that Eagles bandwagon, and I love what they're doing. Philly has everything you want in a team, in all aspects. Offense, defense, special teams. They even have it in their front office and the coaching staff. I think they have two coordinators that can be head coaches next season. They have a defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz, who's the former head coach of the Lions. You can recall him having beef with former 49ers head coach Jim Harbaugh. That's probably what he's most well remembered for. And their offensive coordinator with Frank Reich, who was the former Bills quarterback who led them to a Super Bowl. They're both having outstanding seasons this year and I wouldn't be surprised if they're head coaches next year. I'm going to give you three more potential head coaches. Let's start with Pete Carmichael Jr., who's currently the offensive coordinator for the Saints. The Saints have shown extreme balance between the run and the passing game this season, while using Alvin Kamara perfectly in the system. Kamara and Ingram are a one-two punch out of that backfield, and they're going to make you want to stack the box. But then you have to realize that they have Drew Brees at quarterback, who's one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, throwing the ball deep and is having a very accurate season. 
season, like I've said. If you need more of a defensive-led coach, I think you should consider Jags defensive coordinator, Todd Walsh. The Jags have arguably a top 15 defense in the history of the NFL right now and have one of the best defensive lines with Calais Campbell and Dante Fowler Jr. They have great secondary between Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye, who I think are both going to make the, pl- the Pluro Bowl this year. And they also are underrated at the linebacker position with Telvin Smith. This team looks really, really good, and I wouldn't want to mess with them. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some looks this offseason with Todd Walk. The last featured coach I'm going to talk about this week is Lions offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter. He's always in that conversation is if he's going to make the, if he's going to be the next head coach or is he not ready? But I think this year he breaks through and gets that head coaching job he deserves. I think Matthew Stafford's going to pull it out towards the end of the season and earn Jim Bob Cooter that head coach job. Let's talk some college football. I'm going to tell you players that you have to look out for, starting with who I think is the most talented player I've seen coming out of college with Saquon Barkley. He's currently the running back for Penn State, and if the season ended today, I think the 49ers would take him first overall. I think the Browns would take him first overall. I think the Giants would take him first overall. I think any team would take him first overall. He has incredible balance and is a triple threat in running, receiving, and in the return game. This man is a beast. He averages 5.7 yards per carry and is a freak of nature. At quarterback, I really love watching Washington State's Luke Falk. He reminds me of Kirk Cousins and is extremely accurate while throwing the ball. I think he's going to be slept on this year. Lamar Jackson is an incredible athlete and I think he's very similar to Deshaun Watson when he was in college. A couple other guys to look at at quarterback are Mason Rudolph and Baker Mayfield. At wide receiver, I think you should look at Cortland Sutton from LMU. He's similar to Devin Funches and he's one of those guys you can just throw the ball up to. I love those type of players. And that's it for college. Before I end this podcast, I have to give some kicker recognition to Jake Elliott. Since signing with the Eagles, his season low in fantasy is nine points and is extremely accurate. I think he's probably one of the best young kickers in the game and definitely should pick him up in your fantasy. He'll probably be open because they have a bye week this week. But that's it for me today and thank you for listening and have a happy Sunday. Jeremy out.